Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. In this, we're going to be talking about the Season 13 vendor updates that Bungie outlined in a recent TWAB. If you're listening to this in any of the other locations, you can always catch me live at SNTRlive.com. That brings you right to my YouTube channel. If you're watching on my upload channel, there's usually a card up in the corner at the beginning and end of the video to come join us for the live stream. Be sure to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com as well for all the new features coming. So, why are we talking about the vendor update? Well, we didn't get one in Beyond Light. I mean, this is something that I have been harping on for a very, very long time. The vendors are one of the, I believe, one of the most untapped pieces of potential in Destiny 2 ever since the beginning of Destiny 2 vanilla and I realized like every vendor, every NPC had a rank, I continued to say you need to do something with that rank every expansion every season, you reset the rank you put some rewards in there, it's a great way to make the vendors matter, even the vendors on the planets, the vendors on the planets they just don't seem to matter, they're just kind of sitting there, not doing anything so I've continued to feel like the vendors are something that Bungie ignores to their peril. The game feels thin, not enough loot, not enough updates, and the vendors just continue to sit there like a stepchild that doesn't get enough done to them. Now, I know in some of those early DLCs like uh, Curse of Osiris and Warmind, they did update the armor and the pools themselves, but they never really did anything with their ranks and ranking up and getting things as you rank up. I have been arguing for a very, very long time they should model the vendors after the obelisks in Season of Dawn. In Season of Dawn as you leveled up the obelisk, you got perks on that planet, you unlocked mods, and then you unlocked the ability to pursue certain weapons. I believe the vendors should function the exact same way, especially considering Bungie's adding new loot to those vendors and their subsequent playlists next season, but they're not really giving us any indication that there's going to be a way to per pursue those with any level of intentionality. Destiny 2 Beyond Light with virtu- launched with virtually no updates to the main three vendors the Vanguard, the Crucible, and Gambit This became one of the major focuses of criticism from the community and Bungie recently outlined plans to update two of the three vendors in Season 13. While the updates look promising as a start both Vanguard and other depth needs to be looked into for future updates. So let's just talk about what they're actually saying like what are they doing we'll get into the specifics in a moment so this is right from their blog post they said we'll be adding two new unique weapon rewards to each of the three playlist rituals so six total across the three activities so if you're playing strikes there's going to be two new weapons in the pool right now there's that xeno whatever shotgun that you can go for in in strikes uh and in the crucible there's a pulse rifle and then in gambit there's a grenade launcher that's going to now become three weapons instead of just the two These weapons are in addition to the ones added in Season of the Hunt and continue to have a small chance to drop at the end of the activity. So they're also indicating here the the lack of pursuit. Um, I think we can even see the new seasonal icon for, for next season in this. I just realized that like you can see the new icon for next season. It's like a little um, eye of eye of Sauron. Anyway, um, so, you know, dropping at the end of each activity is also the world loot pool that they updated in Season of the Hunt. I'm not a fan of this. I don't think this is the greatest change. It's awesome to say, hey, we're adding loot to those sources, but if you're not giving me a way to intentionally grind for them and they're dropping in the mix with the rest of the world loot pool, this doesn't feel like the best change. This would be something that I would describe as... Uh, maybe not lip service, but it's awfully close to just being lip service. It's like, yeah, we we added loot. You guys want loot? It's like, really? Like, we can't even pursue it with any sense of direction. You just added it to a pool that's already kind of cluttered. 
Second, starting in season 13, they said that Gambit and Crucible, uh, the Valor, and in future seasons for Strikes, so they're going to add this to the Strikes in future seasons, but we're not getting it in season 13, your rank rewards will be visible on the Ritual Vendors. Each season, you'll be greeted by a row of rewards, progression towards which will be earned automatically when you complete the relevant playlist activities. So they're bringing back this idea of like ranking them up and then going and checking them and getting rewards accordingly. It's a good start, but when we get into the specifics, I'm going to show you why this is purely a nice start or container. This is an act Actually, what we've been wanting to see done to vendors it's just a very very small first step I would even call it a bit of a half measure it's not a complete solution instead of having rank rewards dropped automatically into your loot stream they will now be picked up manually from the vendor list we feel this gives much better visibility into what you'll be earning as you progress and that helps you make better choices about where to spend your time not necessarily considering most of the reputation rewards that they're giving you are just currencies and materials. So let's actually get into the specifics. This is where I think a little bit of the of the lack of quality kind of breaks down here. Progression is on a per ritual basis. You can be on rank 10 for Crucible and rank 4 on Gambit for example. So it's not across the board. It's not like you're going to be able to go to all of them and get these rewards. It's wherever you spend your time. You'll reset your rank right at the vendor by picking up the final reward. And then they, here they outline what the rewards are. So you get three upgrade modules at rank four, you get three enhancement cores at rank seven, and then at rank 10, you get your seasonal shader. I actually like that. I've been saying, you know, put some cosmetics in there to work for. That's not bad. You know, putting the shaders behind triumphs was cool. I think this is a little bit more linear and more accessible. Now, after you reset your rank, you're going to get three more enhancement cores instead of the seasonal shader at 10. 13, you get two prisms, and then at 16, you get another uh, another cosmetic thing. You get an emblem, right? You get an emblem, and then it's going to change to two prisms after you reset, and then you get an ascendant shard that after you reset becomes an exotic ingram. So your first run through is not too bad. You got a shader, you got an emblem, and an ascendant shard. After you reset... It's all it's all prisms and cores and upgrade modules until you get to the exotic ingram at the end. So the reason I call this a good start is because they are building a container they can change what those rewards are you have a ranking system now that you progress through you have a ranking system that rewards you continuously if you reset these are good logistical decisions this is something that the NPC should have had a super long time ago as I've always said make them look like the obelisks however this is a barely a half measure giving people currency or or enhancement cores prisms or modules for just playing the game i don't really think this is the ritualistic day-to-day week-to-week grind motivator that i've been talking about okay yes i like the fact that they're putting a seasonal shader and emblem in all of these uh, in all these vendors that's actually really great because you kind of look at it and you're like oh that's a pre- pretty hot shader i can't wait to get that but i mean rank 10 and 16 i mean that's 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 not that, that's pretty quick for 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 the more you know committed uh, players. So at this point in time, I'm happy. I'm happy that they're doing this. It is something that's been needed for a super long time. The vendors haven't gotten almost anything. You're you know you're looking at the the, the vendor menus. You're like I don't understand this. The two main problems I have with this system: number one, it's not the depth that we want to see. We want to see better benefits perks. Again, as I've always said, give me a boon at rank 16. Hey, now you can go and chase that gun with intentionality. You pop that boon or activate that boon or whatever that you unlocked by hitting a certain rank, and now 
that gun has a chance to drop at the end of a strike or gambit uh, or crucible match like have it popping out of the boss or whatever bring back that idea that investing in the vendor comes with benefits and perks and the ability to chase weapons this is a good start but it certainly isn't going far enough and obviously what about Zavala you know Zavala's getting a little sidelined from this update you know and and he's not he's not getting the love you know obviously that's what a lot of us quickly notice the fact that strikes and the vanguard vendor are still without a rank or seasonal rank reward structure while it's nice that the strike playlist is getting two weapons in the uh i'm sorry two weapons in the strikes and then the three classic weapons in the nightfalls the vendor is still going to feel sidelined in my opinion he's going to feel like he doesn't really fit in i have continuously said that the strikes uh and the nightfalls should give you honor and prestige if you're running strikes you're getting honor if you're running nightfalls you're getting prestige you can even make it work the way that it does in crucible as you're grinding comp you get both glory and valor you can do the same thing here with honor and prestige and as those things level up, you get those benefits and those perks. You unlock the chances to pursue weapons. Maybe the higher rank you get with a vendor, the, li- the higher the likelihood those things drop. Maybe the longer you're in the playlist, you have chances at double drops. Maybe the longer that you level them up, you get chances for extra perks on those guns. So near the end of the season, you're really getting lots of rewards and really getting good chances at the best possible rolls. And the currencies are nice, but you could even add some of those cosmetics, right? You go and you say, hey, you got to the end of the season rank awesome that weapon you were chasing all season here's an ornament for the weapon that you've been chasing all season good structure good idea to add depth to these to these uh vendors but not quite enough uh in its current state it's probably the reason why the vanguard npc is being ignored the fact that they're adding those three classic weapons to the nightfalls they're like well we're throwing you guys some extra loot here we're throwing you a bone but i still believe honor and prestige would make great rank titles to coincide with strikes and nightfalls the way that glory and valor do with the two sides of the crucible ultimately these updates are good but they're lacking intentional grind for the weapons being added to the various playlists and currency rewards are not that exciting we need to see more quality put into each of the core vendors and this is just a good start nothing more all right we're going to transition to q a we're also going to check the game at reset so if you're in the live audience don't go anywhere if you're listening to this elsewhere click the card up in the corner or come on over to sntrlive.com join us on youtube for the live stream and as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my Q&A session that followed my talk about the vendor updates coming to Destiny 2 Season 13. If you're listening to this in any of the other locations or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me on my live YouTube channel at sntrlive.com and be sure to bookmark sntrnetwork.com for lots of new features and all my content in one location. We're going to jump right into the questions because we're going to do this slightly under an hour so we have time to get to my other gaming channel channel for a Hades play session that was requested by a viewer chalk doctor with the first question we've had the same weapons in the ritual playlist for a while now and it's highly unlikely to get a good roll since there is no direct grind won't adding these weapons just inflate the problem making it even more unlikely to get a good roll for the new weapons I talked about this in my video. I said, look, it's great to see the fact that they're adding these new guns, but like right now, if you want a good version of the Xeno class, you you can't really farm for one. Like it's not like an option. Uh, you, you don't really have much of a choice. You just kind of hope that it lands at the end. Now I know the legendary drop rate thing with the ghost isn't terrible. I know that it helps, but at the same time, it's one of those things where 
if if that's specifically what you want, you're gonna. I feel like people are gonna run out of gas really, really quickly. Mainly because they're they're going to feel like the 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 length of time it takes to get a drop is too long, and then the RNG hits, and you just kind of throw the towel in. As soon as you get a bad drop, you're like, "Yeah, I'm throwing the towel in. This just isn't working. You know, I can't get the roll that I want." You know, it, it, I'm not. I, it, it took me long enough just to get a drop. So, you know, if the, if the stupid thing is dropping like every other strike, even that is probably too low of a drop rate for just a, a legendary shotgun that you're looking for a particular roll on. These aren't end game drops. This isn't a raid. This isn't a nightfall. This is just the strike playlist. Um, so, I, I I definitely think Bungie could afford to say, let's let's streamline the process so that people can actually chase uh, what they're looking for as opposed to what they're doing right now which is, it, it feels like they're just dumping weapons in those playlists to, so they can claim, hey we added loot, but loot with futility is almost as bad as not adding any loot if that makes sense. The, the, the futility of feeling like, I'm never going to be able to get the roll that I want, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm never going to be able to, to to get the drop that I want. I mean, the grenade launcher that drops in Gambit might actually be pretty appealing to some folks, but when you look at the drop rate chances and you look at the odds of getting it, it's just like, you know what I mean? I... This might be crazy, but the only thing I noticed with these two streams is the symbol after Destiny 2. I know it might be crazy, but who knows? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't do that anymore. Um, so, like, we, you know, I could definitely, I could definitely see a place where Bungie would say, "Well, this is a way to like elongate playtime or whatever." But at the same time, I feel like that's not the right way to get playtime. That's not the right way to to get people, you know, sort of in the playlist for lengthy periods of time. Generally speaking. When I'm going to devote a lot of time to a grind, it's usually because it's it's usually because I know there's a there's a turnover of loot at a certain interval. Um, and that's usually what keeps me in the hopper, not this idea of like, well, the drop rate's terrible, so I better run 85 strikes today. That's usually not what what motivates people. Bad, bad drop rates, I, I don't think necessarily function in the way that Bungie thinks that they function. I, I definitely think it's an incur- it's a discouraging uh, aspect of some of these playlists. So, uh, Dolphin, I just scrolled through a bunch of my biggest watch streams from October, November, and I was never using a hyphen or a symbol, but I could always try that just to see if maybe that's helping the the algorithm decide oh this is a destiny 2 stream and then the second part of the string of of con- like the title um you know might 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 help or whatever the stream is back in my recommendations now maybe it just took a while maybe I, I'm, I'm i'm dead serious i think changing the title and the thumbnail upsets the algorithm and they probably bumped me out of it for a while and now i'm filtering back in Ratchet, what would you want out of curiosity? Would you prefer a sundial event or everything uh, that was in this week's TWAB? I mean, I think some people are getting a little bit confused here. What was in the TWAB is an update is an update to elements of the game and areas of the game. That's not all we're getting. There will be an activity for the season as as well as a season pass and loot. Now, I've always said, I think activities like 
uh, sundial activities like um, you know Vex Offensive, I think those are better than the Tower Event and Contact Public Event because um, I will second that. You're back now. Stream is back on top of my YouTube homepage. Okay, we learned uh, we we we. <laughs> We learned not to change title and thumbnail because <laughs> we're already back in, in, in the good graces of YouTube. So we've learned to not do what we did. Um, we did it last month and it was awesome when the Hawkmoon thing landed. But for those of you listening to the recording, we changed the thumbnail and title of my stream because the Hawkmoon quest thing landed and we wanted to let people know that's what we were covering. And like it hurt my channel, like, I mean, not my channel, it hurt my stream. Like it bumped me out of recommendations and feeds and stuff because more than likely... YouTube doesn't like you doing that. So you're probably wondering what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. So I always prefer prop up activities that have the matchmaking and I I prefer them to not be failable. I would also prefer them to have a difficulty, you know, go up in difficulty, get better drops, go up in difficulty, get better things. Uh, I I genuinely think that is a, um, I think that's a better, a better way to treat the content. I think that's a better way to treat the seasonal aspect. Don't just prop up some nonsense in the public space. That feels kind of lazy. I'm not saying that they are lazy, but I, that that feels lazy. Um, it it doesn't uh, it doesn't it doesn't feel like an actual seasonal event. It feels like something you just like throw throw this in the public space. You know, yeah, and then and then that's kind of the end of it. You know what I mean? Hex uh, Legatus. While I'm excited for this vendor refresh, many times it seems Bungie takes one step forward and two steps back when it comes to making changes. What can they do to make this refresh a success? Well, what I said in my video is it feels like a half measure. It's like, this is a baby step. I mean, we've wanted to see this type of structure on the... I can take my headphones off now. We've wanted to see this type of structure come to vendors for forever. And all they're really putting in them is is currency. Oh, I get, I get, you know, enhancement this and prisms that and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not good enough, right? It's a baby step. This is like the, the conceptual phase. Yay, you gave rank reward structure to NPCs. Congratulations. That's something that we've been asking for literally since Vanilla D2 launched, and you're giving us currency. Now... I'm not going to beat him up too bad about it because you guys know what, you know, what angle I usually take on this. The, the bandwidth element of the situation that we're presently in is certainly a part of the equation. They did this as sort of a, Hey, we've got to make the game feel like it has more life. Let's do what we can. Well, they can create the logistical structure, but they can't like whip stuff up out of nowhere. They're putting existing things in those spaces. They know they're going to do a seasonal shader and emblem. They pretty much always do that, but the rest of it's just currencies that's already in the game. I continue to say, make them look like the NPCs. I'm, I'm sorry, make the NPCs look like the obelisks. So as you level them up, you get benefits, perks, you unlock bounties for the guns and whatnot. I actually would call them boons. I think weapon boons would be more exciting than weapon bounties. But that would be uh, the gist of it. That would be the gist of it. Um, yeah, where do you go for the pipe, for the mission, Jstock? You'd probably want to rewind my stream. I did a guide uh, I did a guide, so love the shirt. Dude, use the shirt command, guys. This is an 80s Tees shirt. If you're listening to this recording as well, you can go to 80stees.com and use code LONO for 30% off the entire site. Code LONO. Uh, and the shirt command will take you right to this shirt, but you, th- there are so many shirts. They send me another batch. I'll start, f- I'll start uh, wearing those too. 
Uh, they've got an awesome, awesome uh, selection. So the, the the bandwidth situation is the only reason I'm going to kind of be like, okay, I get it. You know, they did this as a way to make the game feel a little bit more full. Uh, you know, they wanted the game to feel like there was a little bit more going on and, and this was how they approached it. That, you know, as opposed to, you know... This is one of those times where somebody might say, well, why wouldn't they wait until they have something worthwhile putting in there? Again, I think this is a good step, even though it's a very, very small step. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm trying to get my kid to clean up their room and they, you know, they pick up like two little teeny tiny things and put them on the bookshelf, I'm going to say, hey, that's a good first step, even though it's a teeny tiny first step. It's like their entire room needs to be cleaned and they put away one thing that's what this feels like it's like okay this is a good step i want to praise this and say hey yeah this is what we've had in mind but then i want to quickly come back in and say this is not nearly far enough this is not nearly good enough this is not what we were looking for uh at all uh we 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 definitely want to see more uh, more put in here than just like some currencies so radical coming in with the next question not to feed a fed horse i hate you uh, but could some of the weapon reissue woes could be coupled with the faction vendors and both bringing back old faction weapons we haven't used uh, or had in years and revitalization of the faction vendors in this new system? I mean, you know, Luke Smith indicated that, you know, they felt like the, the cast of characters in the tower was getting too big or whatever. Um, and, you know, honestly, I get that. I, I get the idea of oh man, there's so many people in the tower to go visit. But at the same time, the the idea of saying like, well, you can't, we, we can't have the factions because there's too many characters. Like, I, I just don't accept that as a good enough reason. Especially considering most of what we've done with the factions in the past is you claim allegiance to them and then you you, you don't do anything with them for for long periods of time you're just you're allegiant to them you're ranking up you're doing whatever now obviously what radicals talking about is something that i think a lot of people would be in favor of which is if you're going to do reissues reissue year one weapons because they're automatically going to be seen as better because they get random rolls they were all static rolled in year one and that's going to automatically be a bigger value increase to the player so surely i'm uh, listen i'm gonna join with you i'm gonna get in line and link arm and arm and bang on that drum yes like bring the factions back truth be told all you'd have to do is take all their weapons bring them back and give them random rolls and people would be happy and all you would do is say hey anytime you get a prime ingram turn it into them and every so often when you roll over the rank you can go to them and see what kind of a drop you can get you don't have to create a whole new system of currency now i would actually argue that the system they're coming up with when you let me scroll down here this system here that you can see that they're they're rolling out with shacks with the reputation rewards um and and increasing the rep you know giving you those rewards or whatever if they can come up with that system and put it on every vendor that would be perfect for a faction because you would have a faction shader a faction emblem and then like faction weapons and then you could have faction weapon boons and i even argued the one time they could do two or three weapons they're identical regardless of what faction you go to they just they take on the uh the decal of dead orbit or the decal of new monarchy so it's not like well which faction has the best weapons it's like no they're literally all the same just go where you think the stuff looks the dopest do the same thing with the armor 
for goodness sakes, you've got an armor set already with shared geometry across the three vendors. Throw that armor in the frickin' faction vendor and then let Dead Orbit's, you know, decal land on it. Then it wouldn't. Then people would start to understand. Okay, there's always a tower-based set of armor that I can go and get, and then I can just get it according to what I think looks the dopest, according to which faction I think is the best, or whatever. And then you, co- you know, a couple of faction weapons. This is one of the reasons that I argued that they should do this with the NPCs, making them look like a an obelisk from Season of Dawn. One of the main reasons that I argued for that was because that is a container you can update and fill every season. You just update it. You're like, all right, let's reset it. Okay, we reset the rank. Cool, back to zero. Uh, here's a new shader and emblem. Uh, here's one or two new guns, and maybe here's one ornament for the for 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 the guns, one of the guns or something. And then you're just grinding it out, leveling that person up, getting stuff along the way. They they've. It's so hard to describe the game right now because what it honestly feels like it's like it's like they've made all these slices. You know when you're making snowflakes out of uh, people on Twitter? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, they already are snowflakes. You're making a snowflake out of a piece of paper, and you fold it up, and you make all these strange cuts. And if you watch somebody who's like super, super good at it, you have no idea where they're going with it. You're just seeing paper, paper chunks and little pieces like falling onto the table or the floor, and you don't know what they're doing until they voila and they open it up you're like wow look at that that's amazing destiny feels that way right now it's like they compacted the game they folded it up they made it smaller and they're making these cuts and changes changes and we can see like the game just feels like this weird sliced up compacted version of itself and it's like when are we going to get that moment where they go voila and they open it up and you're like oh the, I, I get all these all these changes all these the sun setting and the reissuing and the vendor this and the vendor that it all makes sense now it, it, th- that's why I feel like so many people are in a unique state of dissatisfaction it's not just that they're angry or they're mad or there's nothing to do they're in a unique state of dissatisfaction because the game itself has been sort of sliced up chopped up and folded down and compacted and it's hard for them to really verbalize what what the problem is they're like there's just nothing to do. Well, there's stuff to do. There's no guns to chase. Well, there's guns to chase, but the game itself feels so fundamentally different and sliced up for a veteran player. You you struggle to know what what the reveal is going to look like. Is there even going to be a big reveal where they like unfold the the piece of paper and like pow, witch queen? See, this is why we were making all these changes. The you know unpopular decisions in years four. You know it was making everybody really angry. Bam! Here's the here's the product that we've been trying to build. I, I don't even know. There might not even be a moment like that. We might just kind of always be in this weird sort of patchwork game where there's pockets of value you and things to do but the game doesn't have that seamless feel anymore it sort of feels broken apart and for new players they probably don't notice it as much because it's 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 not they've not been as sensitive to the evolution they've just been kind of like oh they just jump in and they start playing um and so 
And the other problem is, we, you know, I ranted about this this morning because, you know, Greg's saying people are getting tired of being told to wait seven years in. But again, I, I, I kind of got on a soapbox this morning. I said, they have made so many direct improvements to this game from Forsaken to now. Forsaken to Shadowkeep and then Shadowkeep to Beyond Light. Direct improvements and updates and requests right from the community. To, to act like we just keep getting told to wait, it'll get better, it'll get better, it'll get better. I, I think the state of the game at so many levels is so much better than it was during Forsaken. Um, there were so many elements of Forsaken that we didn't like. So many of the activities on the Dreaming City had no purpose other than the power grind. And the power grind was freaking terrible. There was no intentionality to get any of the loot. All the Baron fights were left behind us. Infusion was incredibly frustrating. Every single season we had the same conversation about chasing down masterwork cores, or when then they called them enhancement cores, chasing down those cores to infuse and the bounty thing not being, you know, not being enjoyable and the rest of the game not having bounties. And th- th- those are all complaints we had in Forsaken. And they've improved on all those things. They've streamlined a lot of that. They repurposed the Empire Hunt fights, which are basically the Baron fights. Way more directional loot pursuit with all of the weapons. Leveling is a thousand times better. I still think leveling stinks, but it's a thousand times better than it ever was back then. So it's like, they make all these improvements, and if one thing's not right, we act like, well, they just they can't they just can't seem to get their their head on straight. They don't really get what we want. They just can't seem to you know get the game right. I'm tired of being told that I have to keep waiting for the game to get better, and it's like. I just think we get inoculated to the quality improvements and we act as if the game is terrible. This game from Destiny 1, uh, I'm sorry, this game from Destiny 2 Vanilla to Forsaken to Shadowkeep to now, I believe has come, it has come leaps and bounds from where it used to be, but we get inoculated. We don't feel it. We're numb to it. We're just like, okay, yeah, but there's still not enough loot. I, you know, I don't like sunsetting. I don't like these reissues. There's always something that isn't where we want it. And to be quite honest, I don't know if that's 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 a possibility for that not to be the case. There's always going to be this point in the game that you're going to reach where you've done all the new stuff. We all thought the raid was amazing. We were all praising that raid loot uh, situation. We were like, "Oh, this is great. We can continue. We can continue running the raid. We can continue running it and getting this currency. This is such a good change, Bungie. Such a good change." And then the veneer wears off, and we're like, "Yeah, th- th- there's actually a lot of problems with this system. There's problems with the weapons themselves. It's not as exciting as we thought. Uh, we were praising them for the Empire hunts. We were praising them for." the you know the quest with exo uh the the exo facility and clovis bray we were praising them for all of that and then like one or two weeks go by and like the veneer wears off and we act like they sold us a piece of garbage and the game is terrible and we you know they've been selling us crap for all this time and it's just like i you know a couple of weeks ago we were all having nothing but new you know good things to say we were praising so much of the game and so much of what they did um you know and we were in some of us were almost impressed like wow this is actually a lot to do like once you finished the beyond light quest there was quite a bit of things left to do for varix that was actually when i think the storytelling got the best but again i just think we we always we always get to that point where we get to the front end of the wave we land in the shallow water and we're like all right we're kind of done the new the honeymoon phase is over the new the new new car smell is gone and here's all the things that we think are problematic and bad um Exo Challenge is an example of great, but there isn't any loot. And that's virtually every activity on the Dreaming City. The Dreaming City is one of the most praised pieces of content they've ever added to the game. But again, back in Forsaken, everything they 
did had no loot attached to it. The Baron Hunts couldn't be repeated. The bounties that you did with Spider didn't have loot attached to them. There wasn't loot attached to anything. The Blind Well, the Ascendant Challenges, the uh, making sure you did all that stuff to get the offering for the Queen. Like There were all those things you had to do. All of that was was a power grind. The Dreaming City was nothing more than a glorified power grind. That's my point, is back then there was literally nothing but activities that there was it, that's all it was was activities with no loot attached now we got exo challenges that's it everything else has loot attached to it legendary lost sectors is an intentional loot grind empire hunts is an intentional loot grind that's multi-layered you can pursue specific weapons high stat armor there's an exotic attached to it on the front end all of that has loot attached to it way more loot intentionality from the raid than we've ever had in the in, in the history of raids in destiny so the to have one piece of the content not have loot attached to it I, again, I just I feel like that's proof that they've come a long way. They added so much content in Forsaken, and there was no loot attached to anything. So it was like, man, so much of this is cool, but it's pointless after a while. I'm just checking boxes and going for power, you know, and going for powerfuls. And then this year they they launch everything, and only one piece, only one piece of Beyond Light and Season of the Hunt doesn't have loot attached to it. Exo challenges and we're going to act like, well, that's an indictment of the, I guess that's an indictment of the entire DLC, you know, maybe they just didn't have enough loot to put in there. Like they, they gave us 30 guns, you know? And so exo challenges got shorted for whatever reason, you know, they, they, they gave you their Europa pool, the Wrathborn pool and the raid. And that's basically it. And then they threw one weapon in each playlist young crisis actor the changes they're making seem promising but the lack of vendor specific weapon pools undercut the good this will bring should they look into bringing them back or is it fine as it is well but they are but they aren't so they are doing this right they they're they're uh they're doing empire hunts have high stat armor don't know about loot that's how you get the guns there's there's the four guns from barracks that are tied to empire hunts those are directional grinds for specific roles of weapons and the fusion rifle i think is dope the other three uh i forget what they are the other one there's like four that you can do through the empire hunts and then there's the other four that you don't so that's loot high stat armor is loot i mean i <laughs> if you're always going to change the change the goalposts or the qualifications of what loot is apparently only guns like I, you know what i'm saying People ask for cosmetics, people ask for high set armor pursuits, people ask for exotic pursuits, and if you're going to whittle it down to, well, if it's not a gun, it's not loot, well then, I mean, that, that's been true for a very long time then. There's been plenty of things that don't have loot, because guns make up, you know, half of the loot pool. There's other things to chase. Um, and lots of people continue to say, again, in year three, we need the ability to pursue high stat armor, and they gave us a directional way to do that. Um, so... Um... But as far as the pools, the two weapons that they're adding to each of the playlists, the two weapons that they're adding to each of the playlists, that's going to be problematic, I think, because there's no way to directionally chase it. Something that I think that they're missing is it's like, they... They either fall in one extreme or another with loot right now. They're either super directional, grab this thing and get this gun. I mean, look at the lure for Pete's sakes. Go get this gun and you can even exclude certain perks. Like, what is that? Like, that's some of the most intentional loot control that we've ever had 
ever in the history of the game. We've never been able to do anything like that ever before in Destiny. From Destiny 1 na- to now, we've never been able to say, give me that gun and I exclude these perks. That's, a, that's an entirely new concept. That's an extreme level of player agency. Or they go in the other direction. Yeah, there's uh, there's some new guns in Strikes, Crucible, and Gambit. And uh, yeah, you know, they can drop at the end of... Uh, they'll continue to have a small chance to drop at the end of each activity. You know? It says, these weapons are in addition to the ones added in Season of the Hunt. And they continue to have a small chance to drop at the end of an activity. Like, I don't understand. It's one extreme or the other. It's one extreme or the other. It's like, I can go into a raid and order a gun. I just give me that one. Give me that one. I can grind, save up my currency, and order a bunch of them if I want. You know, run the run the easiest activity, stack up your tokens, go to the end of the raid, and get it. I can specifically say, I want this gun from Europa, and then I go on your little mini, your little mini quest, your little mini empire hunt, and I get that gun. And then I go into strikes and it's like, there's a small chance one of the new three weapons will drop for you. Well, not three, but there's the Xeno class shotgun plus the two new ones. So that to me is three. Those are three new weapons for year four. But they have a small chance to drop at the end of the activity. Like, I don't understand what, why wouldn't you give me some control over that? Again, a weapon boon from the vendor would be a great way to do this. Like, this is what I want to have drop. And that's... And that's it. Like that's the thing. That's what you're. That's what you're generally going for. But the lure again is half a step. You might get the gun you want in the lure, and if you don't, you have to run three strikes and hope to get another one. Well, yeah. I mean, the lure is probably one of the weirdest things they've ever added to the game. I think that the way they have it set up with empire hunts is perfect. I just think the weapon should drop from the boss. I think going and grabbing something from Varix and saying, I want the Europa fusion rifle. And he's like, all right, cool. Go do this thing. You go do all these things. And then the gun drops at the end. I I think that that's a perfect, that's a perfectly good system. But when you're like, um, I'll skip your question. Dumpy, no worries. But when you're when you're when you're giving somebody the option of like, oh, you can even exclude perks, go pick this gun that you want. But then the way that the lure works is it's like, <laughs> but you have to pick armor this time. And I'm like, but I don't want to pick armor. Why did I bother charging the lure if you're going to tell me what I can get? Do you know what I'm saying? It'd be like going and running an empire hunt and getting to the end of it and being like, yeah, you can't really get any weapons this time. You can get a helmet. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't understand. I keep thinking they would they would make the lure grind better as the season went on, like they did with other seasonal grinds. Like by now, we should be able to choose exactly what we want. I thought the exact same thing. I thought we were going to turn a corner with the lure, where hey, it's your lure now. You can configure it in any way that you want. And instead, that they're just like, no, yeah, sometimes you can only get armor. I, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, many people are unhappy, not with finally getting a targeted grind, but that the targeted grind doesn't match the reward. Example, the 4 million steps you need to grind a Europa weapon versus a solo lost sector in about 5 minutes and get an exotic. Well, I mean, there are varying degrees of what you demand of the player, okay? So sure if you start getting out of stopwatch you're not going to find this to be a very very even thing because you could go with a super well polished team and run a bunch of the security encounter on the deep stone crypt in in a two hour period get enough currency go to the end encounter beat the end encounter and get like three or four raid guns let's say okay 
that I don't know what the turnover is and how much time that would take. But let's just say you put in two hours and you end and you can get like, let's just say four raid guns. And then you go and do empire hunts. And empire hunts are taking you roughly 15 minutes every time. And so in a given hour, you know, you're getting four empire hunts in an hour. And you're like, okay, well, I'm getting four empire hunt guns in an hour or four raid guns in two hours. Like, if you start measuring it like that, there's not like a consistent way to measure that to determine what's what's going too fast and what's too hard. I think the idea is, was it asking of the player? Beating a solo lost sector really, really quickly means that you've spent time leveling, you've got a pretty decent kit, you know what the frick you're doing, you finesse the lost sector. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not a grind that like, you know, any, any Tom, Dick, and Harry and Destiny is just like thrown over their shoulder like it's nothing. Um... I just that and then the, the getting the empire hunts you can do with your eyes closed like it tells you where to go what to shoot what to do not difficult at all so length of time sure the empire hunts have more of a tediousness to them because there's that front end loaded you know go do all these basic like it's essentially like go do a public event first um, after killing some guys in an area it's like go kill these guys now go do this public event that's basically timed and you can't do it any faster than you know, no matter what you do and then you go and run the empire hunt and then you get the weapon like you know doing a 1250 lost sector is so much easier than the Hawkmoon Hawk quest solo well there's a difference between the, the what they're doing Doing a 1250 Lost Sector solo is so much faster than doing the Outbreak the outbreak Dungeon or the Whisper Dungeon. Those dungeons were significantly longer and more difficult and more challenging uh, and more drawn out. And, you know, a, a, a solo Lost Sector is super fast because it's a chance at an exotic. Um, it's, it's, a, it's also once you have everything that you need you're then grinding for all of the helmets or all of the exotic gauntlets like you're not grinding for a specific thing do you see the difference is like one is giving you like specificity like every week I'm going to log in on each of my characters and get two hawk moons and you know exactly what you're getting and a lost sector at 1250 it's like okay there's 20 exotic helmets that might drop so there's a 1 in 20 chance you get the helmet you want well because of that naturally quantity you know dictates the turnover rate to be pretty quick or nobody would want to do it it worked perfectly for the first couple of drops if you were just trying to get the new ones but if you want to keep going back to get a better version of exotic gauntlets or boots or whatever you're talking about a quantity of, of, of loot that's requiring it to be a quick turnover but if I'm allowing you to grind something over and over again for like a random roll on an exotic weapon, that's a brand new concept. That's going to need to be something that takes you a while. That shouldn't be something that you quickly toss over your shoulder. Not every delivery of exotic is identical either. The rewards are so much less for the Hawk Moon or the old dungeons versus the Lost Sector with a whole pool of grindable slotted exotic armor. There are like five in each uh, pool per character. What are you talking about? There aren't five exotic helmets or gauntlets or boots for each character there's well over like 20 isn't there there's well more there's a lot more than that now if you want to wear an exotic helmet for the for the hunter there's more than five there's a lot um i don't know what the total is i mean i was i was guessing it was near 20 per per armor piece um i don't know where it is it's not meant to be a huge hawkmoon is just a regrindable exotic it's not meant to be a huge loot chase Point. It's not a dungeon. 
I I don't know. I think the twelve seventy and really needing like really needing a not needing a fire team, but it definitely feels built for a fire team. I get why a solo player would be frustrated about that, but like you literally could grind solo lost sectors all this time. There's only like thirty exotics for the whole class. For some reason, I'm thinking that there's like twenty helmets for each character, not five. I don't know why I'm thinking there's like twenty. There's like six to seven per slot. I don't know what I'm thinking of then. Maybe I'm thinking of primary, secondary, and heavy. I thought there were a lot more helmets and gauntlets by now for uh, for each character. When you go to the exotics and the collections, does it show you them all at once, or does it break them up according to armor piece? Maybe that's why I'm getting it backwards. In my mind, I was picturing like a junk ton of helmets for like every character. Seven for Hunter and Titan, and the Warlock has ten. Okay. I thought it was a lot more. Oh, it shows them all in a group. Okay. Well, at least that's what it looks like in that screenshot. That's why I was thinking there's so many. No, they are grouped per piece. Nine helm- helmets for the warlock. Oh, Eugene's saying they are grouped per piece. In any case, okay, so I'm wrong on the quantity. I thought there was way more. I thought there was way more. In any case, the point is is that Bungie delivers exotics across a spectrum. There's been a lot of different ways that we've chased exotics over the years. There was the, you know, the increased drop rate in Nightfalls, um, and then now they've got these legendary lost sectors. Then there's been then there's been exotics like the Whisper of the Worm and the Sleeper that are definitely tough by yourself, especially when you get to the final boss fight. Like, you know, trying to fight those guys at the end of, of, of each of those dungeons. I call them dungeons. The Whisper Dungeon and the Outbreak Dungeon. I mean, those were not built to be played solo either. Like, there's there's room for... Listen, I had a bunch of people to tell me to suck it up cupcake when we were like, man, at least give people the option of a diminished drop rate by running the Lost Sectors with your friends because it felt like so much of the content was driving us apart. And then they add a piece of content that doesn't require you to play in a fire team, but it certainly is better with the fire team. Like the actual exotic drop rate in Legendary Lost Sectors, like literally requires me to be by myself. This doesn't require you to run with the fire team. You could sit down, give yourself a nice ranged loadout, go in there with like so you know a, a, a scout rifle, a sniper rifle, and the Xenophage, and take it slow, and you can slowly work your way through it. And it would probably be pretty dadgum satisfying. Now that final boss fight's going to be dadgum brutal, but again. You know, it, uh, not everything has to be exactly, uh, it also has a solo flawless triumph. What do you get for the triumph? Do you get anything to like, do you get an emblem or just the triumph? You get nothing. Well, that's unfortunate because solo flawless, I think should always come with an emblem. I, I, I I would stand by that. That might seem like dogmatic. Um, but I think anything that has a solo flawless, uh, triumph should come with an emblem so you can brag, you know? Um, so Dumpy Koala said to skip their question. Is there a reason why Bungie wouldn't add uh, to the, the previous armor armor ornaments to the vendors to their respective screens for us to earn or buy? This seems like an easy win, doesn't it? Especially with this new reputation system, right? Make those ornaments earnable at different, re- you know, reputation tiers, you know. And then once you reset, it starts dropping something else. That seems like an easy win to me. But again, we don't know... 
we, we don't know where they are with respect to bandwidth. The fact that they put something in that's like logistically sound and logistically smart, but they're just dumping currency into it, that to me has all the markings of a yeah, we, we don't we don't have enough here. Uh, we, we we don't have enough bandwidth to really to really hand handle you know a lot of addition right now. Um, so coyote. I can understand rewarding upgrade mats for Crucible, but do you think that the Vanguard and Gambit vendor system will reward things better than that for PvE? You know what? This is good input that I didn't consider. There definitely is probably an element of like, hey, the Crucible crowd is probably excited about this, Lono. They're getting upgrade modules, prisms, and and cores. Like, this is actually going to be helpful to them. Now, the Ascendant Shard's a one-time thing, because it switches to an exotic, but, you know, if they want Ascendant Shards, I guess they could try to go flawless. Uh, or, or, you know, run some Nightfall, save up and buy some, you know, I was running a lower level Nightfall for exotics the one season. And I had so many freaking prisms. I was buying shards left and right. I was not running Grandmaster for the shards to drop. Um, all the shards I've ever gotten in this game, I've basically have purchased. I've never run a Grandmaster. So... I never consider the fact that the PvP crowd might look at this and be like, oh, this is actually exactly, you know, what we've been wanting. This this currency rhythm is perfect. I still think there are better ways to set this up so it's not just currency. I think you could probably do both. Um, kind of the way they do with the season pass. Like, every so many levels is a currency. Every so many levels is a gun drop. Every so many levels is an armor drop. I mean... Man, even that would have been an easy one, wouldn't it have? Like, hey, at level 10, you get some currency. At level 12, that new gun we added, you get a drop. Go see what you got, right? You get a random roll, go see what you got. And then, hey, at 15, some more currency. Ah, at 18, one of the other guns that we added, you get that too. So you keep resetting, and every so often, you just have that to look forward to. You know you're going to get an armor drop. You know you're going to get a gun drop, and you go and check the roll. That, to me, would have been an easy win. You're all, you've already created the loot. You've created the armor. You've created the guns. Just put them in there every once in a while. It gives people something to look forward to. I mean, I as little as I've played, I, I look at that and I think about that. I'm like, oh, if I roll it over two or three more times, I'm going to get that gun, that ornament, that armor piece. I don't have that yet. And it gives you that purpose of grind. Like That, to me, would have been another great way to space this out, beef this up, and make it more exciting. So instead of just being like currency, 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 they really missed the mark by not awarding the playlist weapons on the rank-up packages. Yeah, that too. Every time I come and get a rank-up package, that's all that should be dropping is one of the new armor piece, one of the armor pieces, or one of the weapons. That's eight things in the pool. But you got those eight things in the pool, and you got all the other nonsense crap from the world loot pool. There's no reason for that. Every vendor in next season, in season 13, every vendor should have its own loot pool. It's eight. It's five armor pieces and three weapons. You don't need anything else in there. Eight things in a weapon pool? That's 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 as much as the raid has almost. Well, I mean that's as many guns as the raid has, I should say. Sorry, there's there's nine there's I'm sorry, there's six six weapons plus the five. It's eleven, right? And then you have the exotic. So, so there's eleven items in the raid loot pool. Like eight eight's plenty. Like that that would be fine. Um I said that earlier and you said that's akin to token slamming. 
well, maybe I misunderstood you, Eugene. If I roll over my rank and I go back to the tower and they give me a random item out of that eight pools, that's fine. I thought you were saying just let us use our tokens to get those. I thought you were saying like let us keep our tokens so we can slam and then when we do that, we only get one of those eight items. That's what I thought you were saying when you said that earlier. Like let us keep our tokens and just use those for those eight items. I am 100% in agreement that it doesn't make any sense to have the world pool dropping from a rank reward up at the crucible, the gambit, or the, or the or when the strikes get it. It doesn't make any sense. You have eight items that you could put in an engram. That's, pl- <laughs> that's plenty for a pool on an engram. It doesn't make any sense. Um, that's the element from D1 that we're missing is rolling over your rank with the vendors. Yeah, I like rolling over rank and getting a random item, Eugene. I, I was thinking that you were saying... Oh, I could go pump them full of tokens and keep getting those engrams, and then it would be one of the new items. And I was like, dude, people would just token slam for god rolls then. They would just keep going. They would just stand in the tower. I don't mind rolling the rank over and getting something. I still think end of match rewards need to be visible the way they did in D1. I think that added like, oh, that guy got the clever dragon. Frick, I want a clever dragon. And then you go and you play another round. It's like, you seeing other people getting those guns, it has an effect on you. It makes you want to keep going. We're so isolated. We're so isolated. Rolling rank is token slamming, but that's not what I mean. I mean, I hear what you're saying in practice, but this would be a new system, so you can't save up you can't save up rank, homie. I can save up tokens and never go to the tower. And then when a season rolls around and I like the new batch of loot, I just can go into the tower like bam, 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 and just hit them with tokens. You can't do that with a reputation rollover. You roll it over. Go grab the reward, you moron. What are you doing? You see how it's different? It's like, it's just a rhythmic hit. It's like, hey, you rolled over. Come get your shiny new thing. And then it pulls from that eight, those eight items, the five, uh, the five armor pieces and then the three weapons. Um, I, to me... I think I think that's totally fine and very different than tokens because tokens can be stacked, 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 and then you're like, well, they don't have anything I want this season, and then the next season they drop something that you want, and you stand in the tower and you token slam until you, you know, hoping, 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 hoping for a god roll. For that to work, though, you would need to get legendary gear from Crucible Games. The sheer amount of blues that you get would make it, wow, we got four blues and only two blue. I'm not sure what you're saying. I'm not saying you get something every time. There were plenty of times I would end an Iron Banner match and not get a drop. You know what I'm saying? JD says, any idea of when the season 13 info coming? Seems odd it's been so quiet with only three weeks left in the season. People always make that observation, JD, and I've had this conversation so, 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 so many times. Last year, that sentence that you just typed was typed so many times. It's how they always do it. Season of Arrivals, if you you might not remember this, Season of Arrivals, we had nothing, not even a splash page on the website until the day the season started. The season before that, Season of Worthy, we got info like a week before. It was literally a seven-day window of like, here's the season pass, here's the splash page. It's always a short window that they talk about the seasons. It's been like this for a while. They, they're not ever like, hey, just so you guys know, in four weeks, there's a new season in here's what it looks like they've they've not typically done that i th- you may be thinking 
You may be thinking of the Forsaken era, where we knew about uh, Black Armory, Joker's Wild, and Penumbra, which got renamed to Season of the Forge, Season of the Drifter, and Season of Opulence. We knew about that stuff way in advance. Now, we didn't have details, but we knew what they were called, and we knew when they were coming. They're different now. They go way more tight-lipped. Like, they wait and wait and wait. Um... And when the, the, Eugene's right, they're trying not to tell us nearly as much. We didn't know when the Hawk Moon was coming. We didn't know the Hawk Moon was going to give random rolls. We didn't know any about that. Um, and you want to know why? Everybody got super ticked when we got the Bastion from Corridors of Time because they're like, "Well, the Bastion's on the you know the calendar." It's like, so they're like, "All right, fine, we'll start experimenting with telling you less." Um, so the calendar is like super super generic. Joseph Young, from what I've seen, the updated shack screen will look a lot like a mix of D1 and D2 vendor screens. Do you get the same impression? What do you expect the new format to change in gameplay? I don't know how much gameplay it's going to change. I'm saying it's a nice start, but it's not good enough. I don't think currency is good enough. I think I literally just outlined a better idea to complement what they're doing. Every so many ranks give me one of the new guns. Every so many ranks give me a pair of boots. Every so many ranks give me a helmet. Like, space out the the, the eight vendor items because the vendor has eight items, right? Three guns and then the five pieces of armor. Space those out. So every couple of ranks, I know I'm going to get a guaranteed all that. I'm going to see what role I get this time, you know? So I, I I think that would be significantly better than just a bunch of currency, you know? Brolo. Whether you use them or not, tokens provided an extra source of loot by turning them in, in addition to rank up packages. With their removal and the loot pool staying the same, do you think the trade-off is worth it, or do you think both should have existed side by side? I don't know what you mean by the loot pool staying the same. Do you mean the fact that it's staying the same and they're adding to it? Because it's not staying the same. They're, they're adding two more weapons to each playlist. You mean that it's staying the same and then getting more thrown into it? making it bigger and more broad and subsequently probably more frustrating if you're going for something specific is that I think that might be what you mean um, that, that, I, here's I think what was the problem with tokens the problem with tokens was very very simple whatever system they came up with if tokens were still the means of like leveling up or rolling over all these people with surplus were going to completely obliterate it every season you were always going to have a surplus you were always going to go into the next season with a surplus and be able to just bypass everything the world loot pool is still a part of it, so it's still more frustrating without the extra tokens. If it was like eight weapons uh, that you said earlier, no tokens is fine. And this is where the system needs to evolve, not continue to drag things behind it that we no longer need. I say, this is the beginning of a good change, and getting rid of tokens was necessary. What they need to do next is update that re- reputation reward pool to be more than currency. It needs to be elements of that actual uh, pool of things. And then I also think the next thing they need to do is they need to say, if you go to the tower for a rank up reward, if it's crucible, it's only pulling from the three new weapons that we have in there. That Well, no one's not new, but you know what I'm saying. It's the pulse rifle plus the two new weapons and then the five armor pieces. That's an eight. That's eight possible items. You get one random eight po- of the eight possible on the rank up. And then, you know, when you hit a reputation rank of, you know, I don't know, 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever, you get the one gun. And then a couple reputation ranks later, you get a pair of boots. And then a couple reputation ranks later, you get another one of the guns. And it literally shows you what you're going to get, like it does on the season pass. Like, you know when you're going to get the, uh, I don't even know what we get this season on the season pass. It was like the grenade launcher and something else. Like, you knew when you were getting it. You could see it on the rank number. 
that's how I would do it. And then you don't then you don't need tokens. The minute they were going to try and evolve the NPCs to have rank and rank up and and rank up packages and reputation gain rewards, they had to deprecate the tokens. Cuz if not, you're always going to show up and be like, "Hey, I got a surplus of tokens." And I'm just going to dump and get everything way faster than I'm supposed to. And then all of their rhythms and all of their ideas just get thrown out the window. So Gillian the Mist says, am I mistaken here? It seems like this isn't really a new loot. Just move of where you get it uh, to make it more visible, as Bungie says. All the loot now at the vendors is just the rank up rewards that would have dropped uh, at in orbit after rank up. And they just ditched vendors. You're, you're, I think you're combining two things here. You are right about the rank up packages going for the going to the tower, which I've always said this. People are like, let us do everything from orbit. And they let you grab bounties now with the companion app. But now they're saying you can you're, we're gonna want you to go to the tower periodically to pick up your rank up packages. So it's kind of like, okay, which is it though? <laughs> like, which is it? Now obviously granting bounties is happening you know, more, more often, especially if you're grabbing repeatables, that's happening more often than grabbing a rank up or, or ranking up in general. And so I think it's a little bit more spaced out. The other thing that they're doing is they're adding those two new weapons to the pool. So that new loot is, as far as I can tell, it's intended to make running strikes, crucible or gambit more meaningful than it is right now. I don't think it's meaningful enough. It's like, thanks for putting more loot in there, but now there's going to be three strike weapons, the Xeno, the Xeno class shotgun, whatever two new items they add, and then literally everything else that could possibly drop that they also have added to the world loot pool. No, thank you. <laughs> like, no, thank you. The, the, the world loot pool should just be dropping period. Strikes should be delivering strike rewards. So when I kill the boss, one of those guns should pop out. A piece of Vanguard armor should pop out, right? Same thing with Crucible. When you end a Crucible match, a piece of Crucible gear should be dropping, whether a gun or a piece of armor. The world loot pool, like, what are you talking about? Why is the world loot pool dropping when I'm in Crucible? It doesn't make any sense. Now, if you want to be giving me crucible gear and a random just hey just for the fun of it boom here's a world loot drop in crucible because that's going to happen in a strike right you're going to kill a major and he's going to drop an engram and it's just a random I don't know seraph weapon or something so you could do the same thing in crucible you could end the match and be like yeah here's a crucible gun and yeah yeah while we're at it boom here's a seraph weapon so it's like a random drop I don't care where it is TBH, but this isn't really new loot. It's just a shift of where we get it. It's just mats and doing the same thing instead of pinnacles. Again, this shift, you're right, isn't new loot. That's why I think logistically there is new loot. There's two new guns for Crucible. Those guns should be in the reputation rewards. Like every so often, you know, every so many ranks that you should get one of those guns or one of the pieces of Crucible armor. And the higher up you go in reputation or maybe... The more you reset your reputation, the higher the stat leans are on the armor. And uh, I don't know. The guns The guns um, are... Maybe you get boons for the guns or something. You get, more, you get more player agency for chasing the guns or something. I don't know. Give a reason for me to roll over the rank that's tied to loot, not currency. 
I gotta go quickly here. Royal Duck, do you think that they should bring back the Destiny 1 vendors where you just pick a package? They're kind of doing that now, homie. That's literally what the update's outlining. If you're talking about checking the weekly tower for god rolls, that was not intended to be a long-term solution. That was what they said was a last hurrah. Mike on to Mike. What's good, people? Solono. Do you think adding arms day, uh, arms day or arms week elements from D1 to vendors could work? And if so, how much of an impact would it have? It would be pretty dope. It would be pretty dope if they had like a checklist of things for you to do. And then the next week at reset, you show up and they're like, hey, you did this with your reputation. You did this with these these challenges, these achievements, these whatever. Here is uh, here's one of each of the new weapons and a random armor piece. You know, like a weekly package like, hey, Good job last week. I could see them doing that. Outside of that, I mean, the guns, the arms day thing was pretty cool. Like, hey, do these tests and then come back and pick a weapon. If you don't like the roll, come back next week. I'm not a huge fan of grabbing a god roll from a vendor. You know, wait, 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 wait. And then the third week, Shax is like, here's a god roll and you're like I'm so glad I waited three weeks to pick this gun up and then you grab it and you're like god roll like I'm not a fan of that I'm a fan of loot dropping you see it you check it it's exciting I do think there's room for what you're saying though like checking in on reset and going and getting packages for the work that you did the week previous do you want to know what that is that is a ritualistic incentive to play day to day week to week well I gotta check on Tuesday I played a bunch last week I'm gonna have a package from that vendor are you kidding me I gotta go check in and then you're like Uh, let's play a couple games. Let's do a couple things, right? It's motivating you to log in ritualistically. So, Gilly with the last question. How does glory work into this system? Is it going to get its own rank up rewards or is comp going to continue to uh, rot out on the pasture? I, I don't know. I don't know. Valor, Valor is what they have on the screen, okay? So, I would assume that you can continue to do like the glory valor combo and comp which is great at the beginning of the season when you're trying to level I don't know they didn't say they didn't say they're gonna have to go into more detail about that um, are you still gonna get glory you know rank up packages is there even gonna be a reason to go for it for, for glory and for resetting it and all of that I, I just I don't know I really truly don't um, I think comp um I think comp needs its own thing. It needs its own, like, roll it over, roll it over, roll it over, roll it over. Like, you know what I mean? I I think it needs something. Um, F's in the chat for comp. You gotta consider something, Gilly. If you're all about that comp grind, Trials is getting a whole new batch of armor and guns, and so strikes is not getting that <laughs> you know what i'm saying you guys are you guys are getting some you guys are going to get some love but again I, it's trials so I, you know if you're one to do that solo comp grind I, I feel for you they're not doing as far as we know right now they've not announced anything for glory or comp so that was a lightning round of q a really really fast 55 minutes 14 questions great discussion and back and forth I, I would normally go back and forth and debate folks a little bit longer on some of these subjects but we're up against the wall we did the the hawk moon harbinger thing and now we got to go over to the gaming channel for some hades so don't go anywhere if you're listening to this in the other locations you can always come and join us at sntrlive.com and as always please like share and subscribe